It's coffee. It's comics. It's music. It's Nerds on Coffee. Hello there. Hello. Wow, you actually said hi this time. I think I usually say hi. You just give me shit for not saying my name. Well, people should know your name, I guess, right? Uh, yes. Um, this is Kyle. Woodsman parent. Woodsman. Uh, I am the resident gefartist of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that was so great. This is, uh, if you listen out of order, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. But um, you'll have to listen to the interview that we did with Kristen Yasuda. That Fans was a good town. one. That was a good that one. That was a good one. It was really fun. Um, before we get into the meat of today, I have your daily dose of coffee. Yes. So this is hazelnut coffee from Panera Bread. All right. I wanted to start trying some more chains that nationwide people could relate to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not bad. It's really not bad. I like it better than Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a flavored coffee also, but it's brewed that way instead of added syrup. I think that's what is doing it. Because, like, I could taste a little bit of the hazelnut, but it doesn't taste artificial. So. Exactly, yeah. It's like um, hazelnut beans. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love a good, I love, I love a good Panera, Panera um, coffee. Is that where you went ate lunch? No, I didn't eat. I just, oh, you just were like, oh, shit. Panera, let's do that. Yeah, today. I went to. I had to go drop something off at the post office before I got here, and I saw Panera, and I was like, jackpot! <laughs> nice. Um, I'm actually a little disappointed with the fact that Rotten Tomatoes gave Captain Marvel an 82. Hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, like, it's not bad. It's not as good as a lot of the other Marvel platforms, but it's not. I mean, it's not horrible. Yeah, the other well, the Avengers all average what eighty nine to ninety three somewhere in that range. There, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, like, I think that a lot of the gripe from people has been like it's less an origin story and less about this like powerful woman who's like kind of coming into her own and more about it is just, very timely. It's just more about bridging this this timeline gap, but in the Marvel universe. And it's, it seems like they're just trying to kind of get it out of the way so we can get to end game. Like that, that's like a lot of the gripes and complaints that I've read mm. and heard. Um, but there is continuity errors that need to be fixed and whether or not they're done in the form of a graphic novel or a movie need sure, to be said. hundred percent, but a graphic novel is not enough of a universal supplement have to they, a movie franchise. Have they talked about the end game graphic novel? Like they came out, didn't they do an infinity one that you read right before the movie? Yeah, they've got a couple bridged, of them. Mm-hmm. That bridge some timeline. Well, it was a little different because there's Infinity, which is the one that I read, uh, which is deals a little bit more just about Thanos's obsession with death, death. Um, as an entity, as an like, yeah, as a as a being, and and kind of trying to woo death to to be able to be in his favor. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet is more of what the movie was loosely based on, but where he's I, trying to go after the stones. But and, I'm pretty sure they actually wrote one. With the characters illustrated in their actor form, they may have that to led supplement up, that led up to the movie. Hold on, let me let me fact check this. Yeah, right they now. Mi- they might have. Um, I read Infinity, which was my favorite story because it's Thanos's story. Um, essentially, he kind of there's like this dual plot line going on. One of them kind of has to deal with the. Uh, with like the creators and the gardeners, um, and like Ex Nihilo and Captain uh, Universe, mm-hmm. and you know Thanos is kind of like the other side of that, and basically he's just trying to. Uh, the creators are trying to um, 
destroy Earth because they are essentially viewing it as the apex for the destruction of all of the universe, and they need to restore balance to all these multiple universes. Right. And uh, Earth is kind of the problem with that because of all of the resources and technology that is. we produce, like the superheroes that, that come from Earth and things like that. Um, so they've kind of viewed that as the focal point for like what's wrong with the imbalance in the universe. So the creators, um, they're called gardeners, who Captain Universe, who is referred to as Mother, Essentially, she creates them, and then they create all life in the universe. And so they're trying they to restore part of balance. The Eternals? Yeah, they're Got trying it. to restore balance. And then Thanos is on kind of like a dual, like a, another quest because he wants to eliminate <clears throat> um, a lot of life in the universe to create balance. To kind of create balance, but it's primarily to just to kill all of his remaining children that are alive because he never wants to give up his throne as Thanos. Right. And uh, his last son is is alive and he's um, he's on, pretty extreme. Yeah, he's an inhuman. And so you, you get Black Bolt and you get the Illuminati and you loop all of these other people in and it's incredible. It's like an 800-something page graphic novel. Like, it's insane. I might read it again. It is insanely good. I want to read that. Uh, I'll give you my password to wow. my Marvel app. I just I bought it through the app and I read it on my iPad. Oh my god! Should we give it out on the air? <laughs> my password. <laughs> Let's start with my phone number and then. <laughs> uh, you, I, I see that you value the password more than your security. Absolutely. If you you know where to find me, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> but I don't want you to have access to my information. That's amazing. So uh, it was called Infinity War Prelude. Okay. It was, it was a, a graphic novel written to bridge the gap of, I believe, I guess, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, and where this movie started. Oh, where Infinity War started. Where Infinity War started. I think there might be some stuff about... Um, um, what's, the, what's the city... What's the planet that got destroyed? That Thanos got the purple one? Oh... Oh, I don't know. Remember, he said, um, um, what's it called? Thor says it when he meets the Guardians. He's like, and I know he has this stone because what's it called? He wiped out that planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. This is horrible. What? I don't remember, man. Thanos. Uh, wipe out pre uh, Thor. <laughs> it's horrible that I don't know this. And you don't know this also is horrible. There's you, a lot of details, though. You should know this, though. I blame you more than I blame me. Makes sense. Right? Do you not? No, I never ever blame myself for anything. Um, if you're asking me. <laughs> uh, hold on. I need, I'm trying to find this. It's now. all good. Uh, I have a funny story about a, a bike ride that I went on recently oh, that we can it. get to here in a minute, but let's keep finish this conversation because we're probably not going to come back to it. Um, yeah, anyway, so Infinity, Infinity's dope. If you haven't read Infinity, check it out. Infinity Gauntlet is the older, like, more, like, OG Infinity storyline that kind of, you know, still loops in all of the Avengers, but it's more of the classic Thanos quest to get the Power Stones, restore balance of the universe. Um, With the Nova Corp, where is that? At Nova Prime? What's the name of that planet? Nova Nova. Boom, boom, boom. It's, it's where, it's like where they are at the end of... Gardens of Galaxy One. Did they go? Was that wasn't nowhere? Was it? No, no, no. Like, like where nowhere. Ronin tried to like take out Nova. I think it's called Nova because it was the Nova Corps. Oh yeah, they have to escape from that planet because they're all prison. They were they were all held captive there. They had to exactly. escape. Exactly. Yeah, Nova sounds right, but I'm not. I for feel like sure. there's a a, ta- a a city name that I'm missing. I don't know. Maybe. Ugh. 
Anyway, let's just go with Nova for now. Someone fact I'm check sure, us on yeah. that. Xandar. Oh, Xandar. Boom. There we go. Nova primed the name of Glenn Coase's character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Xandar. Um, Was destroyed. Yes. Uh, yeah. You don't need to fact check us anymore, guys. Actually, you probably don't need to even listen anymore. It's yeah, I would, I would just tune out I if I were you. Um, so... What's the spike story? Okay, so <laughs> I go on bike rides almost every day, and the weather's been real shitty lately, and so I've kind of had to uh, put that on hold. And it's actually made me want to get a gym membership because, like, I don't like missing days. Um, but you should just get a class pass. That's for another. Love um, the class pass. I, so I found a gym in Burbank. That's How like, much? That's like 15 bucks a month. No way. Yeah, it's What's it called? super dope. Uh, oh, shit. I don't remember. So it's a super dope gym called, ah, oh, shit, I don't know. Got it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember. Oh, shit, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I can look it up for you right now. Hang you on. You better fucking look it up for me um, right now. It's uh, called Blink Fitness. Oh, yeah. Blink is owned by Equinox. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So Blink, um, they've got memberships that are like 15 bucks a month, and you can they've got a special right now where you can join for a dollar. And so there's no, like, there's no, like, upfront fees or anything like that. It's yeah, there, I wish there was a Blink in the Marina Del Rey area because ClassPass actually has a partnership with Blink. Oh, dope. So for 80 bucks a month, you get 45 credits to go to classes. But for 90 bucks a month, you get a Blink membership, which is a $5 savings plus the 45 credits. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great deal. That's a super good deal. If I gave a shit even kind of about those classes, I would do that. But I'm more about the 15 bucks a month. Have you thing. been to a class? <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, so the first two weeks of class pass are free. You could sign up and get 45 credits free and then just cancel it on the 13th day. Yeah. Amanda and I had a CBS membership for like three months because of that logic. And so we're not really good at canceling shit after the free trial. Really? You yeah. just have to like put in your calendar. Um, yeah, we did I feel that. like you're more responsible than that. Typically, I'm, I am now for sure. I just don't really care about the class pass thing. I just really want to be able to have like but you a, could use it to go cryotherapy instead of to class. I want to, well, but here's the thing though it's like I don't need to go to cryotherapy though. So even you, though you I'm this is, even this though is, I'm benefiting from a, it, it's an unnecessary extra cost. This is a uh, not a revelation. What What's the uh, the word? This is a um, like when someone sits someone down. Is an intervention? Yes, this is an intervention. <laughs> you need you need cryotherapy. No, here's the thing. I make this a, so just because it's a good deal doesn't mean it's still like doesn't mean that it's worth it for me. Ah, uh, see, like, this is how I know you're not Jewish. Here's the exactly <laughs> exactly because here's the thing. I make this analogy a lot. Like someone may have a brand new Ferrari and they may offer to sell it to you for seventy five thousand dollars, and that's an incredible deal. But that still doesn't mean that's not a lot of money and it's it worth it for you. It honestly like, only is an incredible deal based on which Ferrari they're giving you. Any of them? No, the California is only like a hundred thousand. Yeah, but t- that's twenty five percent discount. That's a I mean, really it's a brand discount. new Ferrari though. Yes, I'm saying it's a oh, steep discount. Okay. Yeah, it's a steep discount. So it's like. Oh, so they're selling you a brand new Ferrari. My point is, is that a <laughs> discount doesn't always mean it's worth it if it's not necessary for you to spend the money anyway. So like 80 bucks a month is a really good deal for what you're getting, but it still doesn't mean that I want to spend 80 bucks a month no matter what I'm getting. They could they could up the credit limit to five times what they give you. They give you 400 credits a month. Well, I, I would buy it for, for 80 then. bucks. And I would just still be like, I just don't want to spend 80 bucks because I don't, I could still, the experience would be wasted on me. I just want to have a gym. Literally, there's one half a mile from my house. Like my a criteria. Is yeah. half a mile from here. Yeah, 0.6 miles. Really? So like, I literally did a search and was like, I want to go to a gym. I want to spend less than 20 bucks a month and I want it to be half a mile from my house. I honestly I might, to it. I might get the 
upped version on ClassPass. Just so you can work out when you're on my side of town? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, dude. Huh. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so we'll follow Blinks up on nice, that. Though. They're like a nicer version of Planet Fitness. Yeah. See, I was going to do like a like a like like an Anytime Fitness or a 24-hour fitness or anything like that, like They're the big grimy. chain ones. I know, because I was on... Um, I was I was with an artist a few years ago, and they we were doing a shitload of touring, and they bought us gym memberships for the tour. And oh, so wow, we that's had, really sweet. Yeah, so we had like, um, uh, you know, I think we had Anytime Fitness memberships, and yeah, there's not all of them have showers. Like, there's not like some of them are really small, and like they're also a lot of them are like really far outside of like the main part of town. Mm. Which when you're traveling, you probably are going to stay in a more congested totally. area, but. Uh, my, my whole thing is just, like, I just want access to, like, bikes and treadmills, standard workout equipment. A sauna would have been nice. The Blinks don't you have saunas. You can just saunas, come to my place. But I don't really care. Yeah, you got one in your apartment. Um, I, I like the classes because I'm, uh, in my old age now, I've become weak-minded. Mm. So, and I don't mean weak-minded in going to the gym. I'll get to the gym every day no matter what. Right. But, for instance, today, I... I went to one of the class passes here in Burbank at 7 a.m. Mm. Have you been in Burbank it, all morning? Yeah, because oh, I, I, I had an 11 o'clock meeting beforehand. Oh. Um, so I've been here. So I, my point is having any gym membership, Equinox or whatever, doesn't hold me accountable to get somewhere early. Oh, yeah, but that like, makes sense. I, I, I signed up for 7 a.m. class. I'm going to be there at 7 a.m., right? That's the athlete in me. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Gotcha. And to me, the value of the class pass is not necessarily the group classes, but the ability to force me to do what I want to do, which is be I want to be up at 6 a.m. Because well, a gym could be, be open for 20 hours a day, and you're like, I don't really have to go early. But a class is scheduled. It's finite. And if you miss it, you miss it's it. It's a perishable good. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and that, to me, is the value that I that I get from it, yeah, which is sense. today I was showered and worked out all done by 8.30. That's great. Right? Amazing. That's great. So that yeah, helped a lot. I'm excited. I mean, like, I've never really... Well, because also the other reason why I didn't do like the the big chain gym membership things because like because my logic was like oh well I want to still be able to work out whenever I travel but I'm always in hotels with gyms in them mm. and so well, that's I'm like what, that, that's, that's how easy, I rationalize keeping Equinox for so long just because oh, right. it's in every city right every major city every major city for sure yeah it's not in like fucking Des Moines like <laughs> Illinois they don't, have, they don't have Iowa like they don't have an Equinox <laughs> they do have any they do have anytime fitnesses though exactly yeah yeah that's very funny they do so but you know my favorite thing that I I always just say in college about Planet Fitness mm. is that the ethos of the gym in and of itself is an oxymoron, which I find beautifully ironic. Right? The idea of a lunk alarm, it's a judgment-free zone. But if you're setting the lunk alarm off on someone, inherently you are judging them as a mm. lunk. So it That's is funny. it is an oxymoron to their ethos. That's funny. Well, <laughs> gym people, I think by and large a lot of them are just like douchebags anyway because they get oh, wrapped I'm, up in gym I'm super, culture. Super douchebaggy. I just think that like the subculture of any topic, you find like douchebaggery and just like assholiness in it because like the like the think of like any fandom or subculture, totally. any type of subgroup or like specific group of people that is like wrapped up around either the culture or mentality I mean, of a specific this, activity. I'll bring this right back around to our nerd shit. Is oh, yeah. um, Venom, as you had told me. Got a worse rating on Rotten Tomatoes because a bunch of Lady Gaga fans downgraded it on Rotten Tomatoes because yeah. it came out the first weekend of Star is Born. 
Yeah. That's crazy fandom. It's insane fandom. Also, you know, you shouldn't release a movie that week. Like, yeah, you should have the foresight. You should have the foresight to know that there are more Lady Gaga fans in this world, especially in this country, than there are Venom and comic fans. Tom Hardy. I don't know about that. That we know of. Mm, Comic book fans aren't as vocal as pop star fans. Fair, but like Lady Gaga is like an entity. She's, I like Lady Gaga. I love Lady Gaga, but yeah. She's a force that you're not going to be able to. 100%. 100%. Kind of. Well, she's like a... She's, she's like an a, immovable... Well, what's the Joker line? An immovable object? Yeah, like when an unstoppable force meets an, an immovable, immovable object. object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like a lot... Of, like your Taylor Swift's, your your Lady Gaga's... Like I don't even think Ariana Taylor's Grande's. on that level. You don't think Taylor... I would... I think she has more haters. You I know, would like, argue the opposite. I would argue that Lady Gaga isn't on the level of fandom that Taylor Swift is on. I would have, I would have agreed with you in 2015. Okay. I don't know if that would be true today. I think it goes Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. The th- point I think we can take away here is that they're both, at the very least, marginally more popular than me and you are. Only marginally. All right, only a little bit. All right, so I was doing this bike ride, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm riding through this neighbor, well, my neighborhood, but I've, you know, through my bike ride, like, you go on certain routes, and then after a while, you kind of get bored, and you want to explore different areas. And uh, I usually ride down, uh, I live really close to an equestrian center, and, and a lot of times, like, I have my son um, in his little seat on the on the back of the bike with me, and so I'll ride him down, and we'll, like, look at horses and stuff. But most of the time, he's not with me, and so I'll just kind of, like, branch off and go wherever. I'm riding through the neighborhood, like, I don't know, it's like a week ago, and I ride down, and I look over, and I see a guy just like walking a girl out of his house. Okay. And I just glanced. I'm going to tell you what I saw whenever I glanced at it. When I glanced at it, I just saw a guy walking a girl out of his house and was just probably like she was leaving. I mean, at first I thought they were both going somewhere together, but then I realized, oh, he's um, just like walking her out, like walking to her car or something. I could was be like, a girlfriend. I was like, cool. Any, yeah, could be anybody. Could so, be a wife. He, I was just like, Could oh, be a sister. whatever. And I didn't even really put this much, as much thought as I'm explaining to you right now. I didn't even have a, it was a momentary glance. I didn't even have 1% of that whenever I was riding by. I just noticed people and I just kind of kept um, looking on. But then like it caught my eye and then I looked back and then I slowed down and then I actually did a circle and just kind of rode around this area of the street for a minute because I was like, this is a really bizarre scenario that I'm watching fold out. And this is what I observed. And this is my, um, this is this is my conclusion about what I think what was happening based on what I observed. I can't prove this, and there's no way that I could ever know that this is what was going on. Unless I just went and fucking knocked on his door. I was like, "Hey, man, like, you need to." I like last week I drove by your house. Like, you need to explain yourself. Like, I don't really like. There's no uh, way I'm gonna do that. I'm the county. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, the um. You're the neighborhood watch. I'm the neighborhood watch, <laughs> but only your house. And so, so I like. I cu- the first thing that caught my eye was that he didn't have any shoes on. And so I was like, oh, he's not going to walk her very far then. And he's definitely not going anywhere. Second thing that caught my eye was that she was in like this kind of trench coat thing and like heels, like like dress, whatever. And so I was like, that's kind of weird. It, and it wasn't weird because of how she was dressed, but it was weird because of how she was dressed. And then he didn't have any shoes on. And he was also in khakis, like slacks. 
and a dress shirt, like a polo dress shirt, and it was tucked in, but he was zipping up his pants and buttoning his 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 pants and like putting his belt on. And so he walked out of the door and was like closing the door behind him while he like had one hand like on the waistband of his oh, pants wow. holding him up and was like putting his pants back so on. She and was walking hundred percent. That's what I thought. And so like I saw this, I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? So here's what I think. I rode around for a minute as inconspicuously as I could. But at the end, of, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. The sun was shining. I'm like 40 feet Do from this guy's know? front door and I'm just fucking staring at him. Do they know? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, he did kind of like make eye contact with me on when not she- Not Kevin Spacey Not con- Kevin Spacey eye contact. Kind of like this, this like, oh- Hey man, kind of like you saw that kind of thing, and I wrote back, mm-hmm, "Yeah, I saw that." And she's uh, like, "You want to be next?" So here's what. <laughs> so it's like, uh, how much? Um, here's what I saw, though, and here's what I think based on what I saw. A lot of nonverbal communication, a lot of awkward kind of like small talk, and then these like very serious like. Uh, Things of like he was like pulling up his pants, walking out of the door. She was in heels and like had like a trench coat thing kind of on, and it just it just looked like if it walks like a duck, quacks, quacks like, like a duck. duck. It's you know what I mean. Like it's a reasonable assumption that's a duck. And so basically, based on everything that I saw, here's what I think happened. I think that he called an escort over, or at the very least, ex girlfriend or someone or like breakup sex or something, and she was leaving. He was walking her out putting his pants on was trying to have a conversation with her or try to kind of like romantically like walk her to the car and be like, Oh cool. Like here's why I think it was a hooker. Cause he was walking her to the car and she just like, wasn't having any of it. She was just like, okay, like let me go. Like, you know what I mean? Like don't like, this isn't anything more than what it was. Like stop trying to have a conversation with me. Stop trying to like be nice and like walk me to the car. It's the middle of fucking day in Burbank. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. And so Basically, I think that this dude just hired a hooker and then tried to walk her to the car. And she was like, okay, Junior, like, I don't need you anymore. Oh, my God. And then God. he, like, kind of, like, finally Stumbled. got his pants buckled and then just kind of, like, standing in his driveway and just kind of, like, watched her leave. And was like, all right, well, like, there goes my shot at dating a hooker. And I'm like, that's, yeah, dude, that's no one dates hookers. Inmates date hookers. That's and, amazing. You know what I mean? And so, like, he kind of, like, shot me this What did he look, look like? Like, give me a visual. Like he looked like he worked like, as he, like like an assistant manager at Staples, like kind of crew like a kind of crew cut shorter <laughs> guy like khakis like tucked in polo you know what I mean I'm just like which that his outfit didn't have anything there's nothing wrong with what he was wearing or there's a way wearing. in which he was but moving was just in like, the outfit but I was just like like he looked like you went to college and graduated in four years and then got a job at like a like an electronics store or an office supply store or something you're like working your way to and middle management. His life. It was on the way to hating his life, at least. Right. You know, and so... So trying to get a little flair. See, that's my best guess. I want to believe the best in people, but I also think that humans are inherently bad. could it have also bad. been ex-girlfriend who maybe skyrocketed in her career, right? Oh, so yeah. she's dressing way better. She knows what's up. And she was just coming over because she needed she needed a little midday loving. And then she's like, cool, she's I'm like, done with She's like, this is nothing you. more. Yeah. And he was like, oh, but no, he not. thought that he was going to get her back. He didn't get her back. He definitely didn't. As far was she going in a cab or in a car? I think she got in a car and drove away. Probably not a hooker then. I don't know. Hookers drive themselves. No, they usually drive with pimps. Well, not me in like fucking 1986, but I mean like Mm-mm. I. I feel like they. I feel like they usually have someone with them. That's a pretty scary thing for a a a a a, a, a unarmed petite girl to just go into a random house. Yeah. Typically. 
I feel, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would don't just, know. I have no I, idea. I would have no idea also. I've never called a hooker. Has a hooker ever called you? I mean, to be determined. Maybe yeah, TB, Maybe you shouldn't be hanging up so impulsively on these, <laughs> what you think are telemarketers. Maybe some like, hey, I'm calling to see if your needs have been met. Like, <laughs> like your needs. You know what I mean? And it's just like. <laughs> I'm just hanging up too fast. And you're just like, oh shit, I thought you were trying to sell me toner. And you're like, no, I'm trying to sell you boner. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta follow this one through, Matt. I gotta say, I would, I would, I would make a general assumption that most female hookers are not traveling places alone. Uh, you know, there's no way to know. There's no way we could possibly know that. No ever measurable way we could possibly find that information out. Not a single one. There's a Google. <laughs> There's a Google. <laughs> I was just saying we could just call a hooker to the studio and be like, "Hey, we actually this is not for sex or anything. We'll give you, we'll like, pay your, we'll pay your fee. We'll pay. I'll give you a hundred bucks. You just sit on the couch on some like newspapers and just talk to us a little bit about your job and like how you get there. Like that could maybe that could be the thing. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. So that was like my funny bike ride story. So I had something else that I was I was listening to a couple of the podcasts. Oh yeah, and I realized that it's probably time for another celebrity encounter story. Oh cool, awesome! I got a lot. So wait, have I told the Jane Fonda one yet? You've only really told the Kevin Spacey. Okay, one. let's that's go true. Jane Fonda. Wait a minute. Ooh, she's the one that's in like. Uh, a forty-year-old virgin and like, wh- wh- who am I, I thinking? have no idea. Oh God, who am I thinking of? Um, Jane Lynch, not Jane Fonda. I'd shit myself if I met Jane Fonda. I'm talking about Jane Lynch. Okay. Jane Lynch is like always wears a tracksuit. She was in Glee. She's been in a lot of the. Um, oh no, I think you have told this one in the airport. Yeah, we met in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I told on, on air on, or not on the conveyor belt. No, but like we were going up to go to security. Right, right, right. And like right. I just saw her and I turned around and she caught me off guard and I went, holy shit, it's you. And she goes, yeah, it's me. And then just fucking walked away. That was it. That's my Jane Lynch story. All right. So I'm trying to think I should give you, I can give you a couple of names uh, to pick from like we did last time. I'm trying to think of some good ones to put in a group together. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to tell a story about when I met Mindy Kaling. Love it. So I'm at LAX. I've met a lot of people at LAX. So I'm on tour. I was coming home from either like a leg of tour or like a flight eight or like a one-off or something. And like the band obviously flew together. We're all going down to baggage claim. And you know how at LAX or any major airport, if you don't live in LA, uh, a lot of the times whenever you're coming down out of the terminals, down the escalators or stairs, and you go to the walk into the baggage claim area, there's oftentimes at bigger airports, or bigger airports in major cities, there will be drivers there holding up someone's name 100%. to pick them up. So I see M. Kaling whenever I go down there, and I was like, that dude fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Problem number one is that he put a fucking the one of the most recognizable names on a piece of paper, and like th- abbreviating her first name doesn't mean that it's not M. When, Kaling. You whenever put- <laughs> we're going to major airports with cheat codes, I always put my name. Exactly, like Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Not not cheat codes. Right, you put Jew Matt on the piece of paper and tell the dude to pick you up. Dude, Logan and I have had people pick us up before, and some of the guys that we've got have had iPads. They'll be holding up iPads, and they'll have our name, and they'll be like, this is you. And we'll be like, yeah. And then they'll swipe, and they'll be like, hey. And then we'll go get in the car. And then they put the iPad on like this dock at the front of the car with our name on it. I'm like, I don't need to look at my name this whole ride, dude. Like, <laughs> it's fine. You know, what's your name? Uh <laughs> 
So I, <laughs> we're coming down the escalators. I see this dude waiting for Mindy Kaling, and I'm I turn the other guitar player in the band and the drummer are next to me, and we're coming down, and I kind of like lag behind them, and they turn around, they're like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Dude, like I kind of like nodded over. I was like, dude, that guy's waiting for Mindy Kaling," and they were like, "Please don't make us wait for this." And I was like. I gotta, I gotta wait. I gotta say hi to Mindy Kaling, and they're like, because at this point, I already have had the reputation of of like, being the of dude. just being the dude. They like have pre- crazy post, stories. Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. I honestly don't remember. I legitimately believe it's probably within a few months of that happening on, okay. either, on either end of it. So it's right around the same time. Uh, we get. We get down there, and I probably stand like I don't know, fifteen, twenty feet away from the dude, and all our bags are coming down. She takes forever to come out. Uh, we probably stood there for twenty minutes and waited. The reason why uh, I waited that long is because my wife is a huge Mindy Kaling fan. From the she office, loves her. Well, even from like yeah, from the office, but she's even read her books. The Mindy she's, Project. She loves Mindy Project. She's read her books. Uh, there's a copy of Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me in our guest bathroom right now. And so, like, Amanda loves Mindy Kaling. She's loved her writing, loves her her show writing, loves the show she's been in. Uh, I also think the Mindy Project is absolutely hilarious. Um, so anyway, I was like, Amanda is too big of a fan of Mindy Kaling. I also like a lot of the stuff that she's done enough to where I at least have to try and just say, hey, shake her hand, be like, we're fans. Thanks for letting me meet you. Totally. So, where this story gets funny is she comes down and she looks like very obviously doesn't want anyone to approach her. She's in sweats. She's got her hoodie up. She doesn't have any makeup on. She's massive sunglasses on. Um, just it's real, real obvious that if you see someone dressed like that and then you still approach them, you're the asshole. And I knew that then. And but I still I had to fight. I just had to push forward, man. So we she comes down, she walks over. I start like my like the dudes that I'm with are like like, dude, I don't think she was even talk to her. And I was like, it's all right, it's fine, it doesn't matter, it's cool. Like, and I just start I just you make just a talk your way. I just make it. a beeline towards her and she kind of catches like I could tell that she catches me out of the corner of her eye and she just kind of like her demeanor just shifted a little bit and she was like, fuck this guy. Fuck. Like it just kind of she had that. She was super nice. So I just walked up to her and I was like, excuse me, like I just want to like I'm sorry. Like I know you probably just got off a long flight and like I just like really quick I just want to let you know that like my wife is like a huge fan of your work. She loves everything that you've been in. Like I'm also a big fan. And I just want to let you know it's like really cool to meet you. And I just wanted to say that like we we love you and we just think that like everything you do is awesome. And she was like, Oh, thank you so much. Tell your wife that that means a lot. That's so sweet. Like I really appreciate hearing that. She was so nice. Well, because she probably was like, can I she probably thought that you were gonna say nothing be like can get a picture. Yeah, well we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So after this very, after this very reasonable and pleasant exchange, that you I couldn't have with have just her, let it happen. No, I like kind of like her guard like got lowered. Like I let her like her guard was down because she was like, oh, this guy actually, she, he's just a fan. Just wanted to say what's up. Not asking for anything more. Awesome. Thank you so much. So then I'm like. I'm going to regret not asking. I know you're going to say no. This is what I said to her. I was like, if I walk away without asking her for a photo, I'm going to regret it. I know you're going to say no. I understand. I just, like, my wife's too big of a fan. I, I got to at least try to get a photo with you. 
but I understand. Like, is it cool if we snap a pic? And she just looks at me. She got this really sweet look on her face. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she goes, no. <laughs> it's just like let down. Like, it was like I asked her out. And she was like, I don't know how to let you down. Amazing. But get the fuck away from me. Like, it was kind of like that thing. But it was, she was still being really nice. And she was like, um, no. And I went, you know what? It's all right. I understand. And then she goes, okay. And then I turned to go walk away. And then she started walking away at the same time in the same direction. So we're walking next to each other after she shot me down to go get her bags. It was like the best way to describe it. And like my, the dude, this like my buddies, yeah, my buddies, they were standing like a few, you know, a little ways away. Like we're looking like they were just kind of like, uh, don't no make eye contact. Like we can't, uh, we're not with them. Like, oh. like it was just super awkward. Like way, like I can't even begin to describe the level of awkwardness that this situation was when we started walking together. The best way to describe it is if we're at like a junior high dance and my buddies see like the hot girl walk in or the popular girl walk in like, Hey Kyle, like you should go ask her to dance. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. And I go and she shoots me down and then we both go, go for the get punch. We go both go get punched at the same time. We walk together. It's like when you tell someone bye and you're like, all right, man, I'll see you later. And then you and both then turn and realize place. you're parked next to each other. You have this. Now you have to deal with like, well, do I dress the awkwardness or do we just have a really uncomfortable 20 seconds to our car doors and then give the awkward kind of like wave when we buy and be like, wow, I that was it. fucking brutal. This is like a hundred times worse than that. So about five uh, steps uh, into this, not even five steps into this, she immediately stops and kind of realizes what's happened and just goes, nope. And then just turned around and then walked back to the driver and was just like, here's my shit. Can you go get my bags? And then she just walked to the car. <laughs> she just fucking bounced. She was like, nothing is worth this awkwardness. Like, cause she's probably thinking, she's like, what if the dude's going to like, follow? like, I don't know. It's, right. I'm not going to like, I'm not a crazy person. But, but I, I question, also have, like, do you, do you typically like, I feel like you could diffuse those types of feelings really quickly by starting the conversation with like, Hey, I'm a touring guitarist toured with like Katy Perry's team, blah, 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 blah. I watch your show a lot on the planes. Just wanted to say thanks for the entertainment in my long hauls. Yeah, I mean, I said a version of that. I just didn't like talk to her about my career or anything. But I said a version of but that. But I like, feel like I was just you, like, "Hey, we're fans, whatever." Right, but you in, in my history of dealing with celebrities, when you you bring something else to the table to kind of add credibility to when, you walking when, up to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When 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 you say things like, "Hey." I've been on a stage with 40,000 people in front of me. I know what fandom is. Right. I'm not that. I'm here to just, like, give you a pat on the back for some great art that you've made that I appreciate. Right. Like, from one really, really highly successful, famous professional to another. Exactly. That's what I should say to her? Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. All right, I'll let her know that we're on the same level, respectively, in our fields. I, I think that's... Uh, I'm the Mindy Kaling of, of guitar player, of touring guitar players and session I, guitar players. I, anyway my best my best friend's bj novak um (laughs) so (laughs) no so it was dude i'm telling you it was one of the more awkward and by the way i've lived through the junior high high school dance phase this was still one of the more awkward things i've had to deal with so that's this that's uh my mindy kaling story it was a lot less hostile than whenever i met um kevin spacey it was also a lot less whimsical than whenever i met jane lynch is there ever gonna be a story that ends in a photo and like good vibes maybe a drink maybe a never session? never that far i met 
I actually played an event one time Alicia Silverstone was at, and I went up and said, hey, her, I got a photo with her, and she was super nice. I was like, yo. Because she saw you perform. She saw you on we stage. Were there, yeah, we were there to perform for this, like, uh, this, like, charity, like, nonprofit that she was a part of. organization she was affiliated with. And she was talking to some other members or whatever. And we had like a liaison that was with us kind of leading us around. And she was like, can I get you guys anything else? And I was like, hey, I actually, my wife and I love Clueless. I grew up watching Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. You could take my pay. I was I like, yeah. A photo. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, honestly, I'd really just love to meet Alicia Silverstone. She goes, yeah, follow me. And just walks me right over to a conversation she was having. And she was just like, we'll just let her finish up. We'll just like hang here. I was like, okay. And then Alicia, <laughs> and then Alicia turned around. She was like, hi. And then the, the woman that was kind of like, the, the, like the in, in charge yeah. of us, uh, was like, Hey, this is Kyle. He just performed. He just, you know, wanted to meet you. He's a fan and just wanted to come say, Hey, and Alicia was like, yeah, I saw you up there. It sounded great. Like, how's it going? She shook my hand and we just like made small talk for a few minutes. She was super nice. And then, uh, I was like, would it be all right if I got a photo? She's like, yeah, I'm taking photos a lot people day it's like not a problem at all we took a photo she gave me a hug and then that was it that's tight. I immediately texted everyone in my family and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, yo I just like hung, like kind of like hung out with Alicia Silverstone made small talk with her and like we just like chatted and shot the shit and she was so nice so that's nice tight. and she looks exactly the same she literally has not aged one even one day celebritism hasn't done it or yeah it's one of three things money Illuminati <laughs> Or reptilians. It could be three of three things, Matt. Like, <laughs> touche. Three of three things. That it very well could be. It could be all three of those. So, so I don't. I believe this episode will be released before what we're doing this weekend. But mm. I'm pretty excited. We're doing double feature. We're gonna go see Captain Marvel. Yeah. We'll probably do some Insta stories in the theater. Probably get taken down from we're gonna, copyright. We're going to record the whole thing. We're going to do a podcast live in the theater. <laughs> um, but then we're going to go do the Hulk. Yeah. and So I'm, we're going to continue on our movie nights. Our movie nights. In the spaghetti order. Um, yes. So we did uh, Iron Man. We're going to do Hulk. And then uh, next is Iron Man 2. Yeah. And then Captain America then First Captain Avenger. Then Captain America First Avenger. So. And I'm really excited because... As much as both of us are huge Marvel fans, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to destroy a movie that, <laughs> of a company that we like. Yeah, Hulk wasn't the best. No, it was not the best. And, and we're going to be coming off of the high of Captain Marvel, so I'm just, I'm just excited. <laughs> right, I didn't even think about that. I, I'm just excited. I didn't even think about that. Oh, man. That's literally... That was the reason I wanted to do it. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. You know what that's like? You know what that's like? That's like a buddy of yours is like, hey, man, my uncle got this 40-foot boat is going to take us out and we're going to go whale watching. You want to do that? And we're like, holy shit, yeah. And then we go. And then when we get back into town, he's like, he also bought like a new fish tank for his living room. You go check that out too? And we're like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just did this other thing. It's like way bigger. Like, I don't really, I'm cool without that. I'm fine with it. I just read about it. Like, that's what it's going to be like. We're going to go whale watching with Marvel and then we're going to come see the like office fish tank equivalent of their movies and just unimpressed. So, oh, that's amazing. That's pretty much totally. what that's going to be like. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a dark stain with the Edward Norton uh, Hulk. You have such a good hero, such a good story, such a good lead. I mean, Edward Norton's incredible. You got all the right ingredients. It just didn't come out. It just wasn't that great. Yeah. Like, I, well, was it was it Marvel Studios or is it Marvel Sony? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Marvel Sony. I'll give them a pass if it was Marvel Studios. But Marvel, but when Sony gets involved, things tend to go wrong. Um, let's see. Let us see. Incredible Hulk, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
more about this film. Hmm. It doesn't say... Do I click Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 67. I think that's generous. Yeah, maybe. It says... Studio is Universal Pictures. Interesting. Hmm. But definitely Universal is not part of it. Hmm. Let's see. Now, now I'm curious. Um, anyone that has information about this movie. <laughs> information as to the whereabouts of the studio that produced Hulk, Hulk 2008. That, 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 that's going to hear this podcast after we've already recorded the Hulk. Please yeah. send the information. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It'd be nice to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does say that it was part of the MCU. But see, that's Produced what I was Produced by Marvel about. Studios and distributed by Universal Pictures. Well, then that's a pretty heavy recast move on them to, right. to wipe Edward Norton and bring in Mark Ruffalo. Which I just is, think that's that... a pretty heavy decision. I mean, like that... Like, because whenever you take in... Whenever you think about the, like, first movie of all these characters, like... No one knew which ones were going to be the fan favorites or going to be huge hits or not. Like Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, got like Thor, got all these Which are, as characters. we always talk about, they're, always, they're the B. They're the B characters in the MCU. Right. Like, they could, the that, M- like M- them, Marvel. like Hulk coming out and then it not being kind of what they expected. And then later on, they make the decision to bring in Mark Ruffalo as, as Bruce Banner. I mean, that could be like Iron Man wasn't that big of a hit, and they then they scrap Tony, they they scrap Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I would actually flip that on its head and be like, they realized they needed to recast mm. the Hulk after seeing Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, yeah, and being like, like, oh, this this is what this is the it standard should be, now. yeah, this is this standard. the standard, and that was not this, hundred percent. I think that's more likely what happened. Yeah, I mean, because you got. Edward's too serious of an actor for the role. You need a serious actor that can that can jab funny jokes. Right? That's true. I can't see Edward can, Norton ever do a joke. He can, but it's what not movie? the way that it. It's not. It's not like on par the with the style of, of humor all, of the MCU. Exactly. All of the actors share the same thread of cadence, right? Whether right. it's Chris Ru- Chris Ru- Chris Evans, yeah. Mark Ruffalo, Chris Helmsworth, to- um. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. We they, both made the mistake of wanting to call him Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is Tony Stark at the end of the day. Man. But they all have the same cadence as to yeah. how they say something serious into something funny into something serious. It's a perfect balance. It doesn't ever take you out of the uh, out of like whatever mood is on screen. You know, I mean, like they can throw out a funny line. And I think that like Thor Ragnarok was a perfect example of like having a pretty good balance of like really serious, heavy content with a lot of humor and a lot of comedic I mean, even relief. Infinity War. It, it you get some good. It, the 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 scale is 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 tipped a little bit m- more in favor of seriousness in Infinity War, but you still get I a mean, lot of good comedic relief. Sure, good lighthearted but, you, moments. But, but like even in the first um the first few minutes, you have you have um the whole coming into the the uh, the sanctum. Sorry, mm-hmm. the sanctum of New York, and they're talking about Thanos and these Infinity Stones, and then Doctor Strange just like. Looks at him and be like, you just leaned on the cauldron of the cosmos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the cape slaps him, and then Tony Stark looks at him and goes, I'm going to allow that. Yeah. Like, and then, and then, you and see then all the assholeness come and out. Then, like, and then they see this alien come out, and you just see 
Robert Downey Jr. look over at Mark Ruffalo and be like, you're embarrassing me in front of a wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just, and he's like, it's just a thing. He's like, there's no time for a thing. That's a thing. This isn't a thing. But, That's a thing over but there. But actually, my, and we're going to dive into this more when um, when we go watch Infinity War, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. But um, something that we talked about in Suicide Squad, which actually Marvel is guilty of in Infinity War, is uh, continuity of power. Right. Yeah. So in there's this big power imbalance. Well, yeah. even within the same character, right? So in Avengers One, there's a famous line with Mark Ruffalo where he says, "You know how I know I got real low and I stuck a bullet down my throat and the other guy spit it out." Yeah. Right. So he was human, shot himself, lived because the Hulk spit it out. But Tony Stark was not okay with Mark being a human to go after these guys. With that logic, wouldn't he have just, like, snapped into the Hulk at, like, if he got really fucked up? Maybe. I mean, even if he did snap into the Hulk, though, he he got just absolutely railed by Thanos. Right, but Thanos wasn't there as the other guys. Well, I mean, but, like, you've got, like, guys from the Black Order there. I mean, like, you have um, have Corvus Glaive and... um, Shit, what's the other, what's the other, uh. Which, the the wizard? No, 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 the other, like, the big dude that was Well, his, his name is Black Obsidian, but uh, they call him, but they call the Order Black Obsidian. Like, in the comic. The Call Obsidian is the, Col- yeah, which is the Black Order. Right, but he, his name is Cole Obsidian. Uh. In the, in the comics. Yeah. They, they, they merge him for the movies. I'm just trying to think of, like, oh, uh. I think is it the Black Dwarf? That's his character name. I can't remember anyway. In Infinity, Black like, Dwarf. Yeah, in Infinity, in the graphic novel, the character name is Black Dwarf, and then you have Proxima Midnight. You've got Corvus Glaive, and then you have uh, Supergiant. Wait, Corvus Glaive wasn't there though. No, Corvus Glaive's the main alien. Supergiant wasn't there. No, no, no. Ebony Maw was the main. Oh, alien. Ebony Maw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Corvus Glaive is Proxima Midnight's husband with right. the glaive. Yes. Which you know we've talked about this before, I think. But the only way Corvus Glaive can die is if his glaive is destroyed. He can't be killed by anything else. So the fact that Vision kills him with the glaive is kind of this weird, like gray area of like. Oh, does that but count? Did, didn't he come like, back to life? Well, not in the MCU. Yeah, I think he was in, like, a later scene. No, he's gone. Mm-mm, I think he was in a later scene. Nope. Yes, he was in the last scene um, where, with, with, with Vision. Like, when, when Thanos ripped the thing off, right? Right. But, like, back earlier when... when yeah, before that, Vision killed him. Right, and, and then, then he Thanos came back came. to life. He didn't come back to life after that. No, when... There was that scene with the Secret Avengers, right, saving Vision from Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive mm-hmm. when they stabbed Corvus Glaive and he was dying. Oh, Remember? but they didn't stab him with his glaive, though. They just stabbed him. Like, he got stabbed by, like, a spear or something like that. Totally. But he looked like he was dying. And they didn't explain that he would live without the... Well, he was in... Yeah, I mean, he was in pretty heavy amount of pain. Like, he couldn't stand up. Exactly. You know, and that's whenever, like, Proxima had to get him, like, beamed into the ship. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's... But that wouldn't have killed him. But you're right. They didn't explain the fact yeah. that, like, he can't... At least in the graphic novel, he can't die if his glaive is still perfectly intact and that makes a lot of sense i just didn't know that because he always has it on him um he's a bad motherfucker too uh 
Yeah, Corvus Glaive's dope. Corvus Glaive's actually in charge in the Infinity graphic novel. Ebony Maw is more like kind of like a right hand man, but oh, Corvus wow. Glaive and Proxima Midnight are like the main warlords. That's which is a way more interesting story. I would dynamic. love to know their origins, what planets they came from. Dude, I went on a real, real hard deep dive into the comic universe trying to find graphic novels and comics with Corvus Glaive in them, and he only appears in a handful. He's never had a standalone. Oh, well, we should we should lobby for that. Let's do it or do fan, some fan fiction. You know Ooh, what I mean? Ooh, I get, like it. Get Pete to do the art. I'm down. Um, cool. Cool. Well. This is a good short episode. We yeah, just guys. wanted to have some uh, some fun conversation today. We've been uh, we've already had a couple of guests, and we've got a lot more lined up. But Matt and I wanted to continue to just have some some good episodes, just the two of us talking shit for you guys to be able. Yeah, to we have we have some big uh, on, heavy so. hitters this week. Uh, we're doing a lot. We're doing a live at a coffee roastery this Friday that'll air sometime in the next few weeks. Oh yeah, so we're gonna do. Um, I don't know what the film content of that is gonna look like, but we're definitely gonna be able to to be there. We're gonna have my friend Nat, who's you're gonna Incredible. bring your camera, right? Yeah, I'm gonna bring some stuff. I'm gonna know. bring some stuff. We're gonna see what makes we'll sense. See what what we works. Get. Yeah, but at the very least, it'll be cool to do it there. And we've yeah. got Nat, who's gonna talk about. I'm gonna drink all kinds of all amazing of their details. coffee and right. be like buzz the fuck out. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And then, well, and then we're bringing some Warner people, some um, some people from publishing, from sports. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun few weeks, guys. It's gonna be fun. Uh, definitely tune in. Be on the lookout. We're trying to stay up with the schedule of releasing, you know, every four, five, six days. Yep. Um, you guys but, have been amazing. Uh, we really appreciate all the love so far. Yeah, the, we've, we've been growing steadily in listeners. We appreciate it. We definitely, it's something that we want, but, you know, we're always a little surprised whenever, not surprised in a bad way, just like excitedly surprised. surprised anyone will like, listen to Kyle's voice. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone will listen to anything we talk about <laughs> at all. But we love you all. all Thank right. you. Have Bye. a great day, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.